Well, hello there, babes, and welcome back to another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Bay Savage. Happy fucking New Year! 2020 is finally over, and we couldn't be more thrilled. We don't necessarily know how good 2021 is going to be, and that's fine, but we're here. We made it. And to start this year off with a fucking bang, I have an absolutely drop-dead gorgeous guest on the podcast today. Now, today we have the pleasure of welcoming into the Babe Cave one of the hottest bartenders in the city of Toronto. Uh, Absolutely gorgeous, so sexy, all over OnlyFans, ready to ruin (laughs) your life. Kylie Franserek. <laughs> Hi, Kylie. How are you? Dude, that entire intro just made me blush the entire time. <laughs> I love it. That's all that I want from you. Okay. <laughs> well, welcome onto the episode. Uh, super excited to chat with you a little bit more today. Um, for everyone listening, I first met Kylie when she was working at the Dime, as that was like a regular spot that I go to, mostly for the attractive bartenders and attractive guests. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you just like served me a bunch of times and then I followed you on Instagram because I think you're a babe and really funny. And then I think you messaged me. You were like, Hey, didn't I serve you the other day? I think that's how <laughs> yeah, it started. Yeah. And yeah, I was like, Oh right. my God, Kylie messaged me. I was so excited. <laughs> I definitely had a bit of a friend crush on you. Hey, that's okay. I have a bit of a crush on most people. So. <laughs> And that's like why we're here. Uh, and yeah, I think exactly. that's why we get along because we both have passion when it comes to sex and, and just like fraternizing with people in general. Yeah, socializing. That's why 2020 has been fucking passion. weird. Entirely. I miss like talking to people and touching them. <laughs> licking strangers. That's, that's, all, yeah. that's all that I want. I know. Yeah, licking that salt off strangers for that few of thought. Yeah, right? We can't do it anymore. So, yeah. okay, being a hot bartender in Toronto, uh, obviously being a bartender this year was shit because it was very, like, on-again, off-again relationship with going to work. Um, tell me a little bit about what it's like to be a hot bartender around a sea of interesting men in Toronto. Yeah, so, like, I feel like my job is pretty, like, multifaceted. I only really bartend, like, during the day, so it's not as intense, but I usually, I think I met you when I was serving, yeah. And I mean, this year it's been really weird. Usually it's like super good connections, um, like mixed with people you want to (laughs) kill and, you know, but this year has been super fucking weird. I feel like everyone's kind of like on guard. So they'll like drink in their little groups, but you can't like sit down and like, you know, talk to them and try to become friends with them, which is usually what I do. Right. Regarding being a hot, hot server, (laughs) hot bartender. (laughs) (laughs) so fucking funny um first of all thank you you're way too fucking sweet I mean it's fucking fun honestly sometimes I just like reminisce about like all the times like me and me and like my female co-workers have like have just like fucked shit up and like made money and by means of being a hot girl and yeah uh, yeah I mean it's pretty fucking sick like it's a fun fucking job it doesn't feel like a job when it's at its best but you know COVID and shit so Yeah. And I know that's completely fucked everything up. Like I worked in the service industry for like six months. So a very short stint where I was worked at a Mexican restaurant. I like started as a host and then they trained me to be a server and it was super fun because I could just like lean on being flirtatious and making money from tips. 
Totally. And that's it. Like the, I don't know, like being in a relationship, being in a monogamous relationship where your partner is like jealous, like it's not good if you're a server in Toronto, that's hot because (laughs) like you literally make your money by flirting with people Yeah, and like accidentally spilling drinks on them and like putting a napkin (laughs) on their lap. Okay. That maybe has happened before. Um, I love it. Yeah. I'm like, shit, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And it's like patting the napkin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and they're like, oh my god, who are you? And I'm like, I'm the devil. <laughs> yeah. Just here to ruin your life. It's totally fine. Here to break uh, your fucking heart. <laughs> yeah. So I was excited to hear that you are also polyamorous. I know that came right. up in the early days of our conversation. And that always gets me excited to like see more people who are on the same team (laughs) my partner and I actually became non-monogamous in 2020 oh Um, okay yeah 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 so tell me more about how you became non-monogamous like this year like how that came up yeah sure so it's been like six months now and I don't know you know how like COVID kind of put everyone in a funk uh Pat and I had been together for like uh two years and uh, we were like good together. We we never fought. Like we loved each other a lot. I've always kind of felt attraction and like love towards other people, and like I've never acted on that. And it's never been anything more than like a little crush. But I guess like someone told me about non monogamy when I was like in my early twenties, and like the idea has always kind of stuck with me. And I remember when I started dating Pat, I'm like, you know, like I think when our relationship is more established. Like we're, we're going to be non-monogamous. And it was just like this idea at the time. And then like after two years, I'm like, you know what? Like, I think it's, it's the time now. So we, we kind of like, we had this conversation um, about non-monogamy and like kind of the rules. And uh, like, at first it was, um, we were going to do just like open relationships. So fucking and no, no feelings attached, like no, yeah. no emotional connection. Yeah. Um, but like, I think, I don't know if I realized at first, I think it was me who quickly realized like, it's kind of hard to like have a good sexual connection if you're seeing the person pretty often and like not develop any sort of emotions towards them. Like, I feel like that's not, I mean, maybe for some people they could do it, but like, I'm, I'm a very like emotional person. And like, what I love about connecting with another person isn't just sex. Like it's, that emotional connection, like the cuddling, the thoughtful gifts, the thoughtful like conversations, um, like knowing them on an intimate level. So, yeah. yeah. So, so then like after a little bit, we decided um, polyamory would work better. And we did see a couple people during COVID, which I know you're not supposed to, but yeah. it was just like, <laughs> it's like, I'm not turning you in. Yeah, please don't tell the cops on yeah. me. But yeah, and it's just been like a really interesting learning experience. And it hasn't been without its struggles for sure. Like, it's a completely different way of communicating. Like, you have to over communicate and you have to be completely honest. And it's like, I think people look at like non monogamy or polyamory and they're like, oh, it's so easy because you just get to fuck whoever you want and blah, blah, blah. And it's not like that at all. Like, no. You and your partner have to be on this like level of understanding and like jealousy is going to happen and these hard emotions are going to happen you just kind of have to process them without like getting angry or like resentful or like holding them in which is like fucking hard 
Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah. And I think when it comes to emotions like jealousy, I have a lot of people who just assume that when you're polyamorous that you don't feel jealousy, but you completely Are do. Are you fucking kidding? <laughs> yeah, that's like insane. Yeah. Of course you get jealous. Like you see your partner or like think of your partner on a date with another, like in my case, like another beautiful woman who's like super interesting. And I'm like, wow, I want to date her too. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but yeah. And then you're like, whoa, like this is, this is women have more to offer than I do. Is he going to leave me for her and whatever? And, and that's like a really, really scary feeling. Totally. And it's really like, especially right at the beginning, like I know I haven't been in it for too long, but especially like the first few months, it's so intense. Like when your partner sleeps over at another person's house and you're like in bed and you're like, holy fuck, like what, like what is happening? Why do I feel this way? There's so much anxiety and you have to like just sit through it and like know that everything's going to be okay. Like your partner's not going to forget about you. Like yeah. you're not going to get put on the back burner. Like your partner's going to love you. And yeah, it's actually kind of fucked up, but also cool because it helps you get over these, these fears. Totally. And I think that's really like, it's about learning to deal with that jealousy in a healthy way and understanding that most of it is just personal insecurity that's probably unwarranted if you have a strong enough foundation with your partner but yeah especially in the beginning like that first chunk of time is terrifying (laughs) as you're like learning how to navigate this completely new world like yeah it's totally scary yeah and I also think that like dating other people that are not non-monogamous is interesting as well yep right because they either take well maybe it's not completely a dichotomy but I feel like often it's like they take on these roles as either like, this is a casual thing. So I don't have to be like a hundred percent like thoughtful and caring. <laughs> or just like a good human in general. Yeah, like I, I don't have to be a good human because, you know, they're like, yeah, I'm still hung up on my ex, but you know what? This person has another partner. So I'm just going to put my shit on them. Yeah. Like oh, that's yeah. not cool. Yeah. Or I want to be with you and you should break up with your partner. And it's like, wait, no, that's, like no that's not (laughs) how this works yeah yeah that's not how this works and I feel like yeah there's kind of like this ignoring of of the polyamorous person's feelings because like people just don't really understand it so they just like do their instant gratification thing which is very human of course and yeah and then you're like stuck with this mess like fuck (laughs) yeah yeah and and I really think it's like I've gone back and forth between like just completely refusing to date people who don't have any experience with non-monogamy or polyamory in some way because, A, I'm just sick and fucking tired of being, like, a guinea pig for, like, someone deciding if they have the capacity to care for multiple people. Like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not here to teach you if you have the capacity in your heart to care for more than one person. So if you're, like, on the fence, there's been times where I've matched with someone or connected with someone. I'm like, hey, look, like, I think you're very good looking. You seem really cool. Like, I'm enjoying this connection. You have no experience with this. So just go, like, date a bunch of other people and then, like, come back. Like, can we talk in, like, six months? And I've had experiences of that in the past where I have reconnected with someone once they had a chance to kind of, like, get their feet wet with non-monogamy because you're right. It's, like, there's so many different reasons why someone thinks this is a solution to a problem or to an interest or whatever. And it's like, it takes some time for people to figure out if 
non-monogamy or polyamory is the way you choose to live the rest of your life, like I've done, versus, yeah, this sounds cool and I'd like to fuck a bunch of people. (laughs) Yeah, totally. I think, yeah, that's like an important distinction. It's not just I get to fuck a bunch of people. It's like this entire way of like understanding relationships and existing as a human being. Totally. And like people need to be respectful of that for sure and not use you as a guinea pig, which yeah, yeah I, th- I think tends to happen a lot. And it, it's also that like, you know, when people have like really terrible broken relationships and then they like have a kid and that's how they try to fix it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So that's like kind of what happens with non-monogamy too. I think like a couple's like, yeah, like, <laughs> we're like really unfaithful to each other so <laughs> let's do non-monogamy and like hope that we become trusting people it's like yeah. no, like the, the foundation was never there there was there was no yeah. trust so you you can't you know you, ha- you definitely have to have a solid foundation it is so fun though like it's it's so interesting like meeting different people and like getting to know them on an intimate level yeah I've definitely enjoyed that like I love I love connecting yeah And I feel the same way. It's like, I love meeting new people. I love going on dates, like on a regular basis with people. Yo, first dates suck. Like, don't even. See, I love, okay, listen, I love first dates because I love like hearing someone's story. Like, I love the curiosity of connecting with someone new. I love that, like, again, when the world's a different place, when there's like, is there going to be a kiss? Like, is there some touch? Like, is there energy and chemistry here? I fucking live for that shit. I love it. But that is because I have had a lot of luck with like a lot of really, really wonderful first dates, even like whether they turn into something or not, because I think I just like part of why I started this podcast. I like having conversations with people about things that are important to them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's nice. But sometimes people but suck. Fuck, but fuck first dates, dude. Like, they're so awkward. <laughs> oh, my God. So 2020 and you starting to date other people uh, with right. maybe some of these shit first dates or good first dates or whatever. Tell me a little bit about what it has been like to be dating other people amidst this fucked up year. Yeah. So, like I said, I've dated, like, a couple people since we opened our relationship. Kind of got heavy into like the BDSM side of things first nice which has always been like something I've been super interested in which like polyamory allowed me to experience awesome and that was really fucking rad just like being tied up and whipped is like super fucking cool yeah (laughs) (laughs) I support this I like bruises um (laughs) and then after that I, I was like on Bumble for a bit and I matched with this guy and he opened the conversation with, is your partner male or female? And I was just like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. Like I I was really taken aback. I'm like, why does it matter? Yeah. Like if I say my partner's female, then it's going to be okay. And I didn't like take a defensive stance. Like a fragile male ego. It's less threatening if you're just dating other women. So just like, let me know if this is an easier show for me. (laughs) Those relationships are not as valuable. Yeah. So anyway. Oh God. Great start. He, he ended up telling me after like, we had a little bit of a conversation about like me being poly that it was kind of like a test Oh my god. This should have been my this should have been my first red flag. Okay, he told you. (laughs) Yeah, he told me 
he told me it was a test <laughs> and I was like oh okay and like me being a horny bitch <laughs> that I am um I decided to meet him anyway and ignore that red flag I know anyway this is foreshadowing yeah. um so I meet this guy he's actually really fucking cute I was a little bit taken aback like he he's like this cute artist boy love it kind of like self-deprecating but also like a little bit cocky at the same time it was a really okay. weird combo and I brought a couple bottles of wine to his place and he lived by himself which was pretty fucking sick yeah and we ordered food and just talked a bunch and oh my god he talked about his ex so much oh god like he's like yes i'm in love with this girl she doesn't live in this country like he's telling you all of this on your first date dude oh honey (laughs) he's going going. on he's going (laughs) on he's like yeah like she told me that we should date other people because it was getting too intense for her. And so you're the first girl I've been on a date with. And I'm like, okay. Wow. And then, yeah, like he's just going on about this and he's like, yeah. So like, what do you think? Like, do you, what? And he's asking me my opinion. And I'm like, I honestly, like, do you want to know what I think? And he's like, yes. And I'm like, I think you need a therapist. Yes, girl. I, I straight up told him that he needs a therapist and he's like, Oh, uh, like, really like he asked me if I was being serious and I'm like yeah like I think you have a lot of shit to work through and I like at that point I was just like yeah this is like not gonna go anywhere this guy's kind of dumb I was like like, how can I how can I be nice and that's that's what I came up with in case he's listening to this episode (laughs) hey dude Anyway, so that so whole all, thing happened. There's all of these reasons why you should run for the hills, and yet you're still in his place, yeah? <laughs> I'm still in his place, and so then we fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, I've been there. I've been there. <laughs> so, and, uh, and then we hung out for, like, five weeks after that. And just a, like, just a gentle some, five weeks. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. I think I was, like, I don't know outside of my body the entire time we were don't worry 2020 made us choose some out of the ordinary options when things were a little bit bleak so any any choices you made in 2020 are immediately forgivable because we were all in a weird mindset thank you so was the sex good at least um (laughs) (laughs) oh my god I can't okay that was amazing just uh that's all you need that's it (laughs) Yeah, it was good sometimes. Mm-hmm. His dick was really nice. Okay, that's nice. Cool, but he would like. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Did you just snort? <laughs> I'm not editing that out. <laughs> Honestly, that's okay. Um, whatever. We would we would fuck, and then like he would. Well, I'd fall asleep, or I'd be like half asleep, and he would be like pumping my legs what while I like while I was half asleep he'd be like humping my legs and kind of moaning what (laughs) this sounds so uncomfortable (laughs) honestly and he's like does this bother you and at the time I'm like no but now thinking back I'm like why did he do that 
Like, so was he trying to instigate sex? Well, I asked him, and, like, he was like, no, it just feels good. To rub up against your half-asleep body. That's what you're saying. (laughs) Just clarifying. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, yeah. He also one time, oh, my God, this is, like, intimate details. Wow. So one time we fucked in the shower. Don't worry, safe space here in the babe cave. We haven't said his (laughs) name. It's fine. This could be about anybody. Yeah, I'm sure every guy that I've slept with has humped my legs while I was sleeping. Um, absolutely not true. No. So, yeah, we, we fucked in the shower, and it was actually amazing. I usually don't like shower sex, and I'm like, damn, that was fucking sweet. Nice. And I, like, was laying on the floor trying to, like, collect myself all fucking <laughs> wet. <laughs> hot. And, um, yeah, 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 it was very hot. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, let's fuck again. But, like, it hadn't been that long. And, like, you know how guys need to, like, recharge? Totally. (laughs) So that they could, you know, get hard and come (laughs) again and whatever. Yeah. He decided that that was the thing, like, wasn't the thing that he needed to do. And was just like, yeah, let's just fuck. And so he wasn't hard. And he was, like, fucking me while he wasn't hard. And also, like, he's a pretty hairy dude. And there was just, like sweat collecting on his chest and like dropping on my face while he was like slug dicking it in and out of my vagina it was like really bad (laughs) wow that sounds so horrible (laughs) that sounds like what 2020 was like like how 2020 fucked us (laughs) the entire year honestly it was very representative of the entire year i was getting slug dick fucked and like (laughs) Okay, this episode is just gonna be called Slug Dick Fucked. <laughs> yes. And sweaty chest hair in my eyeballs. Like Wow. Um, so yeah. That relationship is currently over, I would I would guess. Oh yeah, and not even for that reason, just because it it was no good. It was it no good. Like, there were several yeah. red flags. There was yeah. a red flag on the first date. Should have paid attention to that. Lesson learned, maybe or maybe not. Lesson learned, but would I do it all over again? Maybe. Yeah, I might. No, I won't. No. (laughs) You have learned things (laughs) from this. That's important. (laughs) I think I'm gonna only date like old guys, older guys from now on. Oh yeah, I'm I'm into that. Okay, well let's pivot. So you you have realized this year that like working in the service industry is kind of fucked when we're not allowed to go outside. So you have ventured into a new career path. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So um, I started OnlyFans like yes. three months ago. Um, it's been fucking amazing, honestly. Uh, so awesome. People ask me about it often and they're like, what are the drawbacks? And I'm like, well, I don't know. Sometimes you don't want to diddle yourself when you don't feel like it (laughs) and record it yeah for the most part it's pretty fucking rad like I'm a very very sexual person I love attention like that's just my full disclosure I'm sexual I love attention I want to hear okay this is not an open invitation for people to slide into my dms and tell me what they like want to do to me or whatever but on my OnlyFans, those people are paying right so if they're like paying me and they're saying like they want to like fuck my face and come in my eyelids, just kidding, that didn't happen. Um, then I'm like, then I'll then I <laughs> then I'm like, cool, like yeah, fucking do it. Like you want to eat my butthole? Yeah, like fucking stick your tongue in my asshole. Cool. Yeah. Um, am I allowed to say this shit? Yeah, you totally are. 
This is Sex Positive okay. Podcast, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Stick your tongue in my ass. Yeah. <laughs> Directly inside of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really realize. think like when people are like, it's like if you're already a sexual person, you already like taking nudes, you like other people telling you you're hot. Like why the fuck not get paid to do it? Yeah. Fucking capitalize on that shit. If yeah. there are any people listening to this podcast right now thinking about starting an OnlyFans and being like, mm, is it worth it? If you are comfortable with being naked and strangers seeing your shit and charging money for that shit, like, you should do it. Um, or at least try. Because honestly, like, you have nothing to lose, really. I mean, unless your shit leaks and you have, like, a professional job. But that's so stupid anyway. Like, why can't you have two jobs? Yeah. Why can't you be a sexual person? Like, what what is wrong with being a sexual human being? A hundred percent. And I think that's a big fear. Like, is the whole like, and honestly, even for me, like, I I have another job, obviously outside of this podcast, because this podcast currently makes me zero dollars. It's going to in the future, <laughs> but not yet. That's fine. But it's like, yeah, there's a part of me that's like, okay, if like a client that I work with, like listens to some of these episodes and is like, oh, I heard about that time you fucked those two brothers. Then like, yeah, it's kind of weird. But at the end of the day, it's like, those are my decisions. And like, <laughs> that's not illegal. That was a good episode. Like, <laughs> yeah. But it's like, it's like, yeah, if that makes you uncomfortable, that's completely fair. But it's like the amount of nudes of mine that are circulating in the universe from like, when I started being a hoe, like if, if it if it needs to come out, it's gonna come out. And then like I don't know, fucking Merry Christmas. I look super hot naked, so it's fine. Yeah, and I love that too. Like, yeah, my shit is circulating. You want to see me naked? Like, yeah, fucking go ahead. You're welcome. <laughs> like, yeah, Jesus Christ. And for anyone um, who's listening to this who doesn't know who Kylie is, like, if you didn't happen to find this. Uh, episode through my Instagram and you haven't seen what she looks like she is so uncomfortably attractive so it's like if if, if your nudes are leaked it's like oh I'm sorry that the masterpiece that is my body is now in your phone fuck you (laughs) I'm gonna honestly just hang out with you all the time so you can call me up like this well, you like, know, you know, I like attention and compliments. Uh, and like, it's because on. we are cut from the same cloth. I'm also like a praise whore. And it's like, it's one of my, one of my love languages, words of affirmation. It's like, yeah, it feels good when other people can appreciate when you're fucking great. And that's the yeah. way it is. OnlyFans has also been interesting while dating because like most people are super fucking cool with it. Oh, like, that's awesome. Yeah. Honestly, I wasn't even... I don't know. Like, I felt like I obviously wouldn't date those people that were like, yeah, sex work is terrible yeah, or like totally. gross because those people, those people monsters. Can literally fucking kick rocks and, yeah. you know, but yeah, like everyone's been super supportive and I've been, and sick. I've like asked them for their opinions and I'm like, do you want to film with me? <laughs> Would you like to come on my face for a video? Yeah. Like, it's, <laughs> it's been super rad. So that's so awesome. I love it. I'm glad to hear it's been such a positive experience. I really think over the years, the internet is trying to figure out how to deal with people taking charge of the ownership of their own body. And I think they're doing a terrible job of it. And I think Instagram is like being kind of shit when it comes to shadow banning people. And like, I've just started to see a little bit of that because of the type of content I'm posting around the podcast. I know it's like, tenfold bigger problem when you're posting content like about OnlyFans so I'm sure it's 
there's some shit you have to get through to like make it work. Right. Yeah. There's also like other avenues of promotion. I mean, Instagram's a really good one, obviously, because people already like can see you in your photos and like yeah. they're not nude photos and they're like, yeah, I want to see this person naked. But like yeah. Reddit and Twitter are like a lot more like not safe for work friendly. And right. that's been that's been really good. But yeah, for the most part, yeah, social media is not the best for yeah, it's I don't garbage. know, prom- promoting, promoting sex work, yeah. which I kind of understand, but also I think it's bullshit, so. Yeah, it's like, I see where you're coming from, but, like, the rules got to change, so we'll, we'll see. I'm curious to see as OnlyFans continues to be a thing, as we move into 2021, um, just what happens with the internet deciding how they feel about sex work, and if we see some, like, positive things moving in a great direction, that would be fucking sick. Totally. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, okay. I have like, I have so many more questions I want to ask you because I just find you to be a fascinating human. Uh, but we need to wrap it up for today. Uh, so thank you so much to everyone for listening. Uh, Kylie, is there anything you want to, any advice or any words you want to share with the rest of the babes before we finish up today? Yeah, I guess like it's a point I'm making that I made before, but like sex work is so fucking cool and it's hard work. It's actual work. But it's amazing and like being in control of your own body and what you do with it and like capitalizing off it, it's really fucking sick. Um, OnlyFans is like a safe platform for people to do that. I sound like I'm like standing, no. like like I'm <laughs> I love like it. I'm like OnlyFans is not paying me to say the shit. Trust yeah. me, like they take like twenty they they take twenty percent of what I make. So like it's not me. Yeah, this is not endorsed fans. or sponsored by OnlyFans. <laughs> yeah. I just want I just want people to ha- be able to have that freedom yeah. and like that empowerment. And OnlyFans has been like super fucking empowering for me. Yeah. Um has non-monogamy. So twenty twenty as a whole has been kind of shitty, but I've definitely like found things that have made me feel like more powerful and you know, sexier yeah. and more independent and you know, I just want that for everyone because I really love everyone. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I think that's such an amazing note to end on. And I really think, Aww. like, I agree that 2020 was shit for a lot of reasons. Um, I have a lot of things to be grateful for. And, like, a big one is this podcast coming out. And I had a lot totally. of fun with that this year. And I'm excited for that to continue. And, yeah, I think at the end of the day, like, you're in charge of what you want to do with your body and where you want to put it. I, like, there'll be a photo shoot coming out the, like just after this episode is aired where I'm naked in hey. an online publication and I'm really Woo. fucking excited about it. And it was like, I want to live the rest of my life, just like chasing the high I felt like walking into this photo shoot completely naked, feeling so fucking hot. That's just like the energy and the confidence that I want to bring into everything that I do. So I think the timing of having you on this episode was perfect because I know we're super aligned in that. So I so appreciate you coming into the Babe Cave on this episode today, Kylie. Thanks so much for being a part of it. Thank you for inviting me. Love it. All right. Well, everyone, be sure to follow Kylie Francerek on Instagram at Kylie Unlikely underscore uh, for all of your just like hot girl needs. And she posts some really, really fucking cool content outside of just how attractive she is. So go give her a follow. Thank you to everyone for listening in. This has been another episode of Your Place or Mine. I'm your host, Faye fucking Savage. Tune in for another episode next Sunday. And again, happy 2021, everyone. Cheers, babes. One more question for you, Kylie. Okay. Oh, God. Your place or mine?
Mine, my place. <laughs>